Tov. So today's daf is Lamed Aleph, the penultimate daf of Megillah. We are uh, wrapping up um, issues relating to the reading. So the Masechet had been about the reading of the Megillah. Then we had um, issues of uh, other aspects of Shul, and then about the of, of, of the of the uh, sort of the the reading of the Torah, the reading of the Haftorah, Birchas Kohanim, and so on. Then we dealt with all sanctity of the Beit Knesset itself. Now we're going back to the specifics of which sections are read, and the very last Mishnah deals with the various sections that are read on the um, on the Yom Tovim. Um, and um, the Mishnah specifically mentioned only the Torah readings, not the Haftorah readings, and it also did not really detail the Torah readings for Pesach. So let's take a look. The Gemara is going to start with the Breitah and um, then can continuously interrupt the Breitah with Aramaic statements. And you'll know that the Gemara is interrupting it not only because of the Aramaic statements, but because they're often introduced with the words of the Ha'idna nowadays, or, you know, nowadays our practice is different than the Breitah, or nowadays, now that we keep here in Gola, two days of Yantuf, this is what we do. And what's interesting is that it's going to show not only changes because of one-day Yantuf and two-day Yantuvs, but a general fluidity around the issue of what was actually established as the Torah reading and the Haft Torah reading. And when we get an opportunity, I mean, some of this will be obvious to you even as we read it. We will point, but I'll point out, and we'll point out in Tosfos, where he flags that even what the Gemara says is not what we practice nowadays. So there's this ongoing sort of fluidity about, um, you know, about what exactly we do for the Torah and the Haft Torah reading. So let's take a look as the Gemara, as the Gemara begins here on Lamad Aleph, Lamad Aleph, right after the Mishnah, five lines down. Tanu Rabbanan, a rabbi's talk. Pesach, Kohen B'Parsha, Smoladot. And Pesach you read in the Parshat Moadot, which is in Emor. Like I said, I advise people if you want to grab a sitter, because um, you can just take a look. This will be, uh, you'll sort of see this, uh, how this is all reflected. So if people here have the current sitter. Um, turn to page, uh, let's see. Ah, here, page 1123, right? So, I'm not sorry, not 1123. Uh, that's the first day of Pesach. We'll get back to that. 1126. Reading for second day Pesach, first day Sukkot, second and, and second day in Diaspora. So this is like a standard reading for the beginning of the Chag, not the first day of Pesach, but first and second day of Sukkot, for second day of Pesach. We'll see why. Anyway, and what is it? Shoro Chesavoez Ki right from Vayikra. Okay, and you got some, so that whole sort of paragraph in the beginning talks in general about, it's interesting, it doesn't yet begin with the Ma'adot, talks in general about bringing an animal that's born to the base of Mikdash. Um, and then by the, by the next paragraph, the Rebbe Neshav Shabbos, and then you get on to Pesach, etc., etc. Now, as we know, there's also sections in Pinchas and other places that talks about the Korban. In Emor, although it's about the Korbanot, there's more also of a dimension of the aspect of the Chag that is celebrated outside of the Beit HaMikdash. It's not all about the Korbanot. So, for example, you have, um, you know, uh, being Kosa, the Omer, although you could say that's part of the Mikdash, but then it says, um, let's see, um, by this, by by the uh, by Shavuot, so also how you would practice it outside of the Mikdash. 
Then we have a Chodesh Ashri, Zichron, Tru'ah, Batsor Chodesh, Mikra Chodesh, Initemet Nashotechem, it starts with Inway, it doesn't start with the Korbanot. So although it's very heavy Korbanot, there's a dimension that's a little bit broader, and it's not surprising that Chazal has picked that as like the core uh, parsha to be read uh, for the Mo'adot. But we will find that then, as you see, it's not for Shavuot. At least in our practice, it's not for Pesach. This Breitah has it that this is what you read for Pesach as well. First day of Yantav on Pesach, this part, this second of Emor, yes. What is read in Eretz Yisrael today when they do only one day? Uh, well, I, I, uh, it's a good question. I think that based on what the current sitter is telling me, well, let's take a look. Let's first see what we do, and then we'll talk about that. Okay, so the Brayta says you read from Amor, from um, Shor Chesavoy. Um, so, in the Pesach Gilgal. And the Torah is the Pesach that they observed in Gilgal when they first entered into Israel from Yehoshua. That, that's the Brayta. Now again, you'll see the shift to Aramaic and the key word like Ve'idna nowadays. So this is the Gemara interjecting. Ve'idna nowadays, Yikotreyomi, there are two days of Pesach, two days of Yantiv and Chutzaret. Yomakam of a Pesach Gilgal, the first day you read by the Pesach of Gilgal of Yoshua, that's the Haftorah. Ulamachah of Pesach Yoshiahu. And then on the second day, the Haftorah is from Yoshiahu where they, you know, uh, had a whole... Um, uh, uh, um, you know, rejuvenation of the um, of the uh, of the observance uh, uh, in general, and a major um, celebration of Chag HaPesach. Um, so that's what we read the second day Pesach. Now, which, now according to that, though, we're still sticking to Shor Chesavoes on the first day, and the, presumably the first two days. That's not what we do. We'll get to that. Okay, but that's the two Haftoras. And then the Brighter continues. Um, Pesach. Now, what do you do on Cholamoi Pesach, which is not discussed in the Mishnah? You collect and gather different things relating to Pesach, because there's a lot of Pesach in the Torah. Okay, so that's what the Brighter says. So that doesn't help us too much in terms of specifics. So now again, you have the Aramaic and the Gemara commenting on the Brighter. Mahi. So what are the various readings of Pesach that you do on Cholamoi? So Amara Papa Mapu Siman. Now what's Mapu? So if you look at Rashi, Rashi says, Mishku when Moses commands the Pesach in Eretz Israel, in which is in the middle of Mishpatim, which speaks about the Regalim in general and mentions Pesach among them, which is the second Luchot, which then repeats some of the aspects of Mishpatim and again mentions the Regalim. So that's like a little short distilled version of it. And then that's the Pei. And the Vav is, um, um, which is in Bahalotcha, which is in Bamidbar, which is Pesach Sheini. Okay? So that would be the ones that they would do. Now, that, by the way, that does not, that is only an answer for Chutzlaret. Why? Because how many days did he talk about? Ma'apu is how many days? Four. Right? How many days of Cholamor do you have in Eretz Yisrael? Five. Okay, but that's, that's his answer. Who knows what they would do in Eretz Yisrael? They'd find a fifth. Now, Yom Dev Ha'achon Shel Pesach, now that's not what we do, by the way. Let's finish the bright, and then we're going to talk about what we do. Yom Dev Ha'achon Shel Pesach, Korin Vayhi B'Shalach, which is because, uh, you know, they create Yom Suf on the seventh day, um, according to Zal, Maftirin Vayidaber David, right? The Shiraz David, which parallels Shiraz, which like, because you do Shiraz Yom, you're Shiraz David. And as Rashi points out, there are elements of Shiraz David, which could be seen as evoking the idea of uh, Yamsuf about God sending his anger towards his enemies. Okay, so that's, uh, that's, that's the, uh, that's the Shiraz Hayam, um, that's seventh day. Um, Ulamachar, 
Kobchor. Now this is interesting because this is uh, where are we? Um, this Lumacha has to be talking about Mechutzlaret, and it still is here in the Hebrew, so that's interesting. But anyway, so the eighth day of Pesach you read Kolabchor, which is also a common reading that we do on the Chagim, the reading from Devarim. And let me just point out something about that, right? If you take a look here, where would that appear? Uh, here, this is a common reading. The common reading we do the first days of Yantiv is Shor Chetzavoes. And the common reading that we do on the last days of Yantiv is Aser to Aser or Kol HaBechor, which is later than Aser, in the same section. It's in 1143. Here it's in Devarim. Okay? And if you take a look here, let's take a look at that for a moment. People have that. Right? So Aser to Aser, first you have like general obligations of Trumot and Masrod and so on. But of course, all these tend to revolve around the Chagim because the Chagim are the times of the harvest, etc. And therefore, particularly Sukkot, and, uh, but other times as well, and therefore, you know, Shavuot uh, is the harvest, Sukkot is the gathering in, and times that the Torah is telling us about what to do with the Pumot and Masrot, so the things that we leave to the poor when we're doing the harvest. Okay, so you have the Aser to Aser, you have giving, this is the, uh, you know, this is giving Maser, and then you have uh, another section of Maser, Mikseh Shalosh Shanim, then you have Mikseh Sheva Shanim, Taseh Shemitah, so the whole Maser and Shemitah and all these obligations to the poor. It's very interesting that that is an opening to the sections that we read, because again, as I said, so much of the period of the Chagim and the Torah is a time to be concerned about the poor and about, you know, related to the harvest. Ki yom echad right? So you have somebody poor, you have to lend them money, ki sending out the slaves, all of these larger agricultural, you know, societal responsibilities to the poor. That's where you start, aser to aser, that's normally where you start on Shabbat when you need a few extra liyot, although that's huge. But anyway, then, kol here on 1144, if people are with me, right, that starts getting us towards specifically Korbanot of the Chagim. So again, you start with the bringing of a general bringing of a Korban and not having a mum, etc. And then, Shamor Kodesh Aviv, Asita Pesach, Mosavachtalab, Pesach, Lotochalalab, Chameit, etc. And again, note here, as opposed to Pinchas, but similar to Emor, that even when discussing the Chagim, it's a much broader societal focus and not just a narrow mixtash korban musaf type of a focus. Okay, so that's why the shochet of O'A's these are the two sections, Emor and here from Devarim, from Aser Taser, which are about the Moadim in greater length, all three of the Moadim, but are not in the very narrow Mikdash Pinchas type of a focus, just Musa focus. So the Shorkas of O'Ez tends to be first days, and Aser Taser Kolobachor tends to be the last days. Okay, so that's what we have here. So back to the uh, Gemara. Um, Kol Bechor, so the last day of Pesach, you read Kol Bechor, this would be in Chutzaret. Umaskirin Odayom Benov La'amod, the sort of messianic vision, you know, because of Pesach is Geula, and look forward to future Geula um, as well. Okay, Amar Abaye, so that's what the Brayta says, although interesting, the last line seems to relate to Chutzaret. Amar Abaye, Idna nowadays, so this is a nice little mnemonic. This covers all the eight days of Pesach, because one extra for Chutzlaret. And therefore, what it is, is, and this just shows you again the fluidity. It's not because of one day to two day. This is just starting, changing already from day one. According to the Brayta, day one of Pesach, we read, right? Um, we read, uh, what do you, Abshor Chetavoez. But Abai says, no, you start the theme of Pesach from the very 
beginning. And here's what he says you read. Now, the mnemonic is, here's just, first I'll just tell you the way to, 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 to remember the mnemonic, and then we'll talk about what each word signifies. Okay? So, Meshach Torah, draw for yourself an ox. Of course, of course, the Pesach is not an ox, but okay. Draw an ox. Kadesh Bekas, but sanctify it with money. And Pesel bin Bimadbara, and there was, uh, that, that's a, a little harder. There was a pestle in the midbar, I guess. I don't know. And anyway, Shalach Bukhran sent forth the firstborn. So Pesel bin Madbar could be the uh, Egel, and then the, uh, I don't know, and then Vaishlach, what? Psal. What? Psal. So the Psal of the Psaluchot. That's what it actually does mean in the Psukim, right. I don't know, so that's part of the monic. So, because then the Shalach Bukhran, the sending forth of the firstborn. Anyway, so what does it, so what does it refer to? So, Mashach is Mishchu Kuchulachem Solom Mishpichotechem Vasu Pasach. So the first day of Pesach, you read actually about the command in Mitzrayim to bring the Korban Pesach. Not like the Brite had, which you just read the sort of more generic Shur Ochesevo'ez. Torah is Shur Ochesevo'ez. That's the Shur one. Okay. Then, this, so, we, so the first day that we're Pesach, we want to start with a specific Pesach theme, not with the generic Shur Ochesevo'ez. Okay. So that's, so that's Sure, that's the second one. Kadesh is Kadesh Li Kobachor, which is um, also in Mitzrayim and gets to, you know, the, uh, the firstborn and the, your, your son will ask, what's this? And you tell him, you know, God took us out of Mitzrayim, etc. The Kaspa is in Tesef Talvet Ami. That's from the middle of Mishpatim. And that's where the Torah just uh, briefly dwells on the three regalim altogether. Um, then you have uh, Psalm, the second Luchot, which also briefly has a section on the three regalim. Bimadbara is Bimidbar Sinai, which is in Bahalotcha, which is Pesach Sheni. Shalachas Vahibi Shalach Poetaam, so that's, that's the first, seventh day of Pesach, right, where we do the Shirat Hayam. And Bukhra, that's Kola Bukhor, like we said, that you do Kola Bukhor at the end. So basically, it's switched a little bit of the middle days, um, but it also more significantly switched the first day that you do not start with the generic Shuro Chesed, but you start with a very specific Mishku Kuchulachem Tzon. Okay, and this is something we're going to see as well, where the Brita has a more sort of generic beginning of these Yamin Tovim. Um, the Gemara uh, tends more to something very more specific about the Chag. Yes? Why is he saying this in Aramaic rather than Hebrew? Or for to start a biblical source, I think we use Hebrew. Um, oh, because it's a mnemonic. I mean, so it's like a way of remembering, so you do it in the vernacular. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mishchu Shur, I don't know, it just somehow wouldn't work. Okay, anyway. Um, okay, so that's, so that's what we do. So again, what we have covered is the Haftarot. We know what the Haftarot are. Yoshua and uh, the Pesach of Yoshua, the Pesach in Yoshiahu, and then Shiras David, and then Oda Yom Benov Lamo, the future Messianic vision. What we're not discussing here, we're going to discuss at the very bottom of the Amud, is what do you do for the Haftarot on Shabbos? Okay, that we'll get to. Okay, and what we also have is all the days mapped out, different sections relating to the Pesach, some very specific, some of the three Regalim. Again, <laughs> starting with the very specific one about Mishko Kuchulachem, and also the point that I'm telling you about that Shor Chasafo'ez tends to be at the beginning, and Kol Bukhor tends to be at the end, and both of those are sections in the Torah that deal with all the Regalim, but with more than just a very narrow Mikdash focus. Okay, now the Gemara continues. Um, the Shavuos, Batzeret on Shavuos, Shiva Shavuot. You read about the, you know, counting the seven weeks, but again, that's very much ten and seven weeks and bringing the korban. Umaskirin the Chabakuk, 
and the Haftorah is the Chabakuk, which is a Haftorah that, uh, which is a, which, which has a vision that sort of uh, evokes or refers to the giving of the Torah Har Sinai, a type of a mystical vision. Acherim Omrim, others say, Bachoresh Hashlishi. No, you actually read the story of Matan Torah Har Sinai, right? That's the one that, not just the Yantav Shiva Shavuot, you focus on Matan Torah Har Sinai, which should be, of course, noted that for us that's the focus of Shavuot and the sort of historically significant aspect, but it's never referred to it that way in the Torah and the Torah is from Maaseh Merkava right um, which in Yechezkel which was debated before if you actually ever read from Maaseh Merkava but we do and um, that's about the um, and that's about, again the heavens open up and there's this divine vision which is important because the significance of Matan Torah is not just the giving of the law but it is the direct encounter with God that occurred you know the theophany of Matan Torah so therefore that's the that's the reading of the Maaseh Merkava okay so according so that's the debate so that's a debate when there's only one day of Shavuot and now the Gemara interjects for it and nowadays he could trade on me two days of Shavuot perfect we do like both of them the Ipcha and we reverse it we first start with the story of Matan Torah the Shalosh the Bachodesh HaShlishi and the Merkava and then on the second day we read the more generic Shiva Shavuot and again this is fitting in the pattern that I mentioned to you before that we like to start with more specific now Shiva Shavuot is also specific but you know it's not the narrative it's not the story so we want to really start with the punch I actually had a great Shaila which was um, somebody uh, one of my um, one, one of my students asked me a question I'm trying to remember the specifics but basically he's a rabbi of a, you know he, he was he was a, he was a being a rabbi for a small community on Shavuot and they would only we were only going to get a minion on the second day so the question is which, which Kriya Satoa does he read on the second day if you only have a minion right so if you go well second day you read Shiva Shavuot <laughs> on the other hand you know who wants to read Shiva Shavuot you only have one you want to read you know Matan Torah Har Sinai so it's quite interesting how to interpret sort of parse this Gemara is it saying that, you, that they're roughly equivalent are they saying that because you maybe Adarab but because we reverse it in order to do Har Sinai you know the Shiva Shavuot first that sh- I mean the uh, the Hiba Chodesh first that shows that that's the more important one you know or do you say that since that was a Yeshomim in this bright then the first opinion was Shiva Shavuot maybe Shiva Shavuot is the more important one so it was a very interesting oh, question to ask I told him to do if you read the Rambam if I remember correctly the Rambam makes it sound like the more important one is the Shiva Shavuot which is interesting yeah. but other you know but, uh, but other sources do not indicate that and again the very fact that the more goes out of the way to reverse it and do the Bachodesh HaShlishi first so that's the one I told him to do but it was a fascinating question okay so now the Gemara continues what eh, no you have to bring another Sifei Torah to go out okay so now the Gemara continues Okay, Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Hashanah Bakodesh Hashvi'i again. According to the bright, uh, the bright. notice you start with just the less. You know, it's yes, it's specific. It's Bakodesh Hashvi'i. It's the parsha in Pinchas about the korbanot, but it's nothing that really speaks to the you know to the significant character of the day. You read the section in Pinchas again. I don't know how you're supposed to get five aliyahs out of that, but okay, uh, maybe it means that it includes that. Umafdirin and Daftar is Haben Yakir Ephraim, which is the Chorus Kerenu O, because it's a day of God remembering us. The Yeshomim, and some say, again, the Yeshomim is the one that gets more to the character of the day. Hashem Pakara God remembered Sarah, which occurred on, according to, you know, uh, various traditions, on Rosh Hashanah, and also because it's about God remembering us and remembering us for good. Umafdirin Bechana, and Daftar is Chana, which is also a very similar story to that of Sarah. 
Faidna the Ikatre Yome, and today that nowadays there are two days of Hashana, Yomakama Kiesh Omim. Again, notice we start with the second opinion first. The Gemara tends in all of these cases, Pesach, Shavuas, or Shana, to prefer the Kriya, at least on the first day, that gets more to the character of the day. Okay, as opposed to something that's more generic. So we start with the Hashem Pakaret Sarah, and we do Hatar of Chana. Now, Lamacha, the next day, we don't read Bachodesh Hashvi'i, which is also still pretty generic. We read Valokim Nisat Avraham, right? We read the Akedah. Umafterina and Avtar is Haben Yakir Ephraim, because all I give is the Zuchus of the Akedah and the ram's horn, you know, and all of that um, is obviously plays a very important symbolic role. So it's quite interesting that when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, we don't allow for the generic psukim even for the second day, right? We really, uh, you know, we really, I mean, I assume it's the weight of the Yom Hadin. We want those, the Kriya to really be about the character of the day. Yes? We associate the Kato of Rosh Hashanah so strongly today but it's clear that that was a later... Uh yeah, uh, it's true. Um, you know, it's a good question. Where are the first sources? I mean, the Gemara Lama, you know, uh, the whole Gemara about... I, I'd have to check, like, where are the first sources that associate the Ayil and the Ram's horn with the Akedah? Um, here, anyway, to associate in terms of the Kriyat HaTorah, it's late. I don't think the, that yeah. necessarily means the whole association is late. But it is a good question, where did that first occur? Right? Yeah, so we do. So that's so Michael's correctly says that we do this as Mafia, you know, not as the main Kriya, that we do do that as Mafia, and that is correct. Um, okay, it's interesting, again, that Gemara is not identifying like a separate Mafia, right? According to the Gemara, it doesn't sound like you have a separate Mafia. Okay, from a different section. Okay, um, now. Um, uh, where were we? Okay. Which makes everybody happy because there you get both the avoda and it's very specific and it's about the nature of the day. So says, you know, the one that's uh, uh, high and uh, mighty um, and, uh, you know, the whole section there talks about doing uh, teshuva. Um, we actually do? Yeah, I believe so. You can check, pretty sure. In the Mincha, you read the after the section of the Achremos of the Avod of the Arayot. Maftirin Biyona, the Avtoros Yona, which obviously has to do with Tshuva. What's interesting is why we read the Arayot. Some people say you read it just because, well, you know, because it's like finishing up what we read in the morning. Rashi tries to give a more specific reason. If you look at Rashi four, five lines before the lines get wide. It's a very widespread sin, and therefore that's, you know, that's what we want to read. It is sort of very much uh, But, you know, one also wonders whether it's connected to the fact that it's just a continuation of the morning reading. Um, okay, I'm Reb Yochanan. Well, I, I, I heard another uh, theory about that. Yes. With all those lists of arios, there's got to be, if you think you're so awful, it's Yom Kippur and you're hopeless. There's at least one thing there that you must not do. <laughs> okay, there you go. I'm Reb Yochanan. Komakum Shatam Motse. Now, because we quoted Ram Venisa, we're going div- to have a little bit of a break to have a little agotic statement. Komakum Shatam Motse. Gvratosh HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Wherever you find God's uh, power, Atamotse um, Anvetunato, you find his, um, his like, humility. Okay, some people say this Motse Shabbos is part of Yitem Lecha. Darazek Kasev Torah Vashanah B'Nevi'im Written Torah, repeated in the Nevi'im, and, and said third time in the Tuvim. Right, God is, you know, super, is almighty, um, transcendent, He's above everything. He's greater and mightier than it all. 
And with being all, you know, so, so elevated and mighty and powerful, God, you know, lowers himself to take care of the meek and the powerless and the, uh, the orphan and the widow, which is clearly the sense of that verse, right? And uh, in general, it's important, you know, I think there's a larger message here that so many people, you know, unfortunately, I mean, look, this problem goes all the way back to the Nevi'im Rishonim and so on, how people associate, you know, religious behavior with the type of behavior that sets them apart from society. And, you know, the type of basic sort of moral and ethical behavior, caring for the poor and the marginalized and the weak or whatever, that's not religious behavior. That's just, I don't know, ethics. It's not really important or something. That tends to be a mindset, right? That's what, you know, Yeshayo and all the Nevi'im were complaining about, that how do you sort of do all this, bringing these klobanot and you're not basically doing basic issues of justice. And I really do think that the sense of this puzzle is here God is separate from everything, right? So that's, you know, the sort of the separatism and whatever. And nevertheless, the way that that power and that, what, what, you know, expresses itself is by, is not, you know, is not by being different, but by taking care of those who need, uh, you know, of those who need it. Gesundheit. So, Bishonim B'Nevi'im, it's repeated in the Nevi'im, Kol Maram B'Nisash Yochanan B'Kadosh Shemo, Maram B'Kadosh Shemo, something like that. So God is, you know, dwells on the Most High, He's holy, He's elevated, and for the lowly and those of meek spirit, you know, to give spirit to the low, to those that are lowly. Three times in Meshulim, right, goes like the, uh, you know, in the uh, chariots, and the uh, God is elevated and high, God takes care of the orphans and of the widows. So again, that's because it's from the, uh, you know, the, the uh, second one is that we read on Yom Kippur. But again, I think that the message is not just a message of God, but the message about that, uh, the way one demonstrates the greatest sense of uh, sanctity is not by being separate, but by translating into how we deal with one another. Um, and particularly those that are most, uh, you know, defenseless and marginalized. Yom Tov HaRish and Shachat, back to Kriyasa Torah, first day of Sukkot, Karim B'Parshas Moadot Shepetos Karim, back to the generic, right? In, now this we do more by Sukkot, because Sukkot, there are fewer passages than there are by Pesach. So there's a little bit more of the generic reading. So we read the more generic here of Emor, of Shor Chetavoy's Ki Valed. That's what we read the first day of Sukkot. Um, a day is coming to God, right, from Zechariah, which talks in the end about both a messianic vision, but also about all the nations will recognize God and observe Chag HaSukkot. Um, now the Gemara interjects, nowadays, two days of Yontav, which just goes to show you how much fewer passages there are for Sukkot than for Pesach. Because the second day of Sukkot, you read the same as the first. And this is what we do. We read Shirol Chazavoy's two days in a row for Sukkot. My Mafterina, and what's the Torah? So they gather to the Kriyat Shlomo and the dedication of the Beit HaMikdash, which occurred on Sukkot. Um, Okay, so then it says, and the other days of Sukkot, again, much less sort of interesting in terms of narrative, we read the various korbanot that are brought on the different days, and also that works for Sukkot, because there are different korbanot each day, so we read the different korbanot. Okay, um... Yom Tov Ha'achron, now what do we read on the last day? Korin Kol Again, you see the Kol from Dvarim is, tends to be applied to the last days of Yantiv. Now, and the Gemara here even spells out 
mitzvot v'chukim u'v'chor. So what well, I'm about to tell you, as it points out, you read mitzvot v'chukim u'v'chor. You read it from the from the beginning. You read it from you know um, aser to aser, and not from kol b'chor, because you want to get in all of the various mitzvot and the laws. And then, of course, the part of Kol HaBechor. Now, why is this? You look at Rashi, and this is the first part of the point I was telling you about why we start a little bit early, both in, you know, well, here in Aser Taser and earlier in Shor Chesef. If you look at Rashi, Karn Kol HaBechor, the first wide line, Elo Shematchili Naser Taser. Sishiyesh Bosa Parsha Mitzvot Mechukim Harbei Hanogos Bechag Bosa Zman Shizman Asif Veishanayim Shishim Lassof Machalabatehem So many laws apply during that time and all of these agricultural gifts and the mass there and all these things are so central in Sukkot, right? Why the Torah constantly emphasizes in Sukkot the Samachtat HaVetecha V'Alevi HaShem Yisharech Lotazvenu, right? You have all this rejoicing and all this grain and all this stuff. Share it. Give to Motu Masrot. Share it with those that are less fortunate. V'od Yishbo Sopar Shamatzer Ani Umitzus Nison Chitein Uputot Stach V'Aneg Tanesh Levit Ivri V'Shidur Chapshiv V'Avei Tavitenu All these sense of the responsibility to those that are less fortunate which has to be a major theme on the Chagim and particularly around Sukkot. So if you look here at your Koran Siddur on 1143 you will see when do we read Aser Taser? What does it say? Last day of Pesach and Shavuot and Shemini Aseret and Diaspora so it's the last days of all the Yantiv but as far as starting do you start by Aser Taser or do you start by Kol Abachor? It says if the eighth day of Pesach or the second day of Shavuot falls on Shabbat start here. So meaning, if it's Shabbos, so we, 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 then people maybe have a little bit more time, you know, you seven aliyot, not five aliyot, they're not rushing home to cook, so we start there. But otherwise, we start with Korbachor, which is much closer to the actual Korbanot of the Regalim. If it falls on a weekday, start Korbachor. On Shmini Atzeret, start here regardless, right? So on Shmini Atzeret, Normally, we only do the Aser Taser if it's Shabbos. We need more Aliyah. People have more time. But on last day of, of, of Sukkot, well, the second last day, we always start there because Sukkot is particularly the time where these mitzvot apply and where we need to hear the message and that sense of responsibility. So that's why the Mishnah, the Brighty here specifically, before it mentioned Kol Bechor as well, but here specifically it says mitzvot v'chukim u'bechor to tell you you do it starting from Aser Taser. You do the whole section on Shemini Yatser. Okay, back to the Gemara. And then we get to another section of the dedication of the Beit HaMikdash. Um, this section is, we really read all various sections of the Shlomo's dedication of the Beit HaMikdash. There are two big prakim in Malachim. But this section, Shlomo, it's sort of towards the end. It talks about, you know, he finished the whole dedication. And then it says, On the eighth day he sent the people home. So it's a question, is that the eighth day Shemini Atzeret? Was that the eighth day after? After, after Sukkot but nevertheless the mention of the eighth day connects to Shemini Atzeret okay and that all this happened on Sukkot okay Lamachar and the reason why we do the, the first day the same thing is you say there's not enough to go on. I think so basically Lamachar there's not just uh, many interesting passages on Sukkot as there are by you know by Pesach Lamachar the next day Karin Vizos Abracha so this is again now, although it's in Hebrew, clearly we're talking here the uh, in Chutzlaret. You read the Zosabracha, Umaftirin Vayamot Shlomo, and Shlomo stood, and again from the another passage from the Tfilah that he gave at the dedication of the Beit Hamikdash. Now, of course, we all know that that's what we read on Simchas Torah, right? <laughs> so if you take a look at Tosvos, he says. 
which is what you do right after the death of Moshe you want to continue it and it's uh, you know the, it references the death of Moshe and it's the beginning of the time of Yoshua and it's the whole transition he says the Shivushu that's a corruption but why is he changing what the Gemara says of course it's quite interesting because we're going to see a later Tosos that completely acknowledges that practices you know have changed and evolved from the time of the Gemara and the Gemara itself recognizes that there's been a change right it's not like the Abai thing we were we metakein it should be this instead of that right it's almost reflecting on a normal you know um, um, you know, natural um, um, evolution and change. Not like some rabbis were metakein, that these things had a certain fluidity to them and the practices changed. So the reality is, is that in a number of places, the reading and particularly the haftarot that we do differ from what you find in the Gemara from Masechet Sofrim and that these things, and as we see in our Gemara, and it's funny that Tosus here gets so upset because we'll see a Tosus in a few minutes that is not at all upset, um, that these things were evolving and were changing. Um, so, um, and, um, and that's clearly indicated by the Gemara with this sort of Ha'idna Nahug, you know, referring to what the practice has become. Well, all the other so, day, we're saying, like, or the day before, whatever, we're saying, like, you do six Eliyodalists and, like, the seventh, we, we, we don't do any of that either. We do it as a mock, we do it as a mock here instead of the seventh Eliyodalists. All that other stuff we're saying. Right. So right. So there's ways we incorporate. But that's not so bad that you could say the Gemara said it, so we want to incorporate it. It's very different when you completely switch it out for something else. Okay. So that's that's in Simcha's Torah. Amarav Guna, Amarav. Shabbos Shechaliyos Pachoshimor. So that we've covered all the more of it. Now we have to deal with Shabbos Cholamoi. So Shabbos Shechaliyos Pachoshimor. Ben Bapazak Fame Besukas. Mikra Karina. What do we read? Re'eyatau Meralai. Right, and which is also, you know, about towards like the second Luchot and again refers to the three Regalim in a pretty brief way. Okay? So we do, so that, we do that for both. Afture, what do we talk about? The dry bones, because those were believed by Chazal to be the people that tried to uh, leave Mitzrayim too early. Um, anyway, but it speaks about about like a, you know, about uh, like reviving of the dead, you know, in a sense that that sort of Geulah is symbolic, you know, about that whole, again, that whole sort of messianic vision and, uh, you know, those that are literally and figuratively dead coming to life. Ubisukot, the Yombo Gog, which is again the, uh, this, uh, you know, the Gogu type of a messianic vision so that's more about you know the war of course um, and the Pesach theme is more about the sort of um, you know about the redemption aspect of it um, but both of those with a with a more of this sort of future messianic vision and that's what we do on Hanukkah we do the uh, you know the, the uh, because they have you know it's Hanukkah Tabayit and there's enough of them to cover the eight days of Hanukkah and Aftara is with the vision of the menorah in Zechariah. Um, and if there's two Shabbos in Hanukkah, the first one in the Menor of Zechariah, and the second one, in the Shlomo, in the, vision, in the, um, in the uh, Menorah that Shlomo, that Shlomo uh, built. Do we ever do that? I 
Yeah, um, there, there are rarely you get to. Yeah, I, yeah. All right, I just don't remember it in recent history. Um, okay, Purim by Avraham Alek. Purim we read by Avraham Alek, and now we stop mentioning Haftarot because it's no longer a Chag or Shabbos, so no more Haftarah. The Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Chodesh, Rosh Hashanah, the section in right, uh, you know, in uh, Pinchas about Rosh Chodesh, the straight Korbanot. Rosh Chodesh Shechali up Shabbat. Now, Rosh Chodesh falls out on Shabbat. Okay, Mafdurinam. So it doesn't exactly tell you when you do the Rosh Chodesh reading of Rosh Chachechem. Right, we do that for Maf here. Addressing it doesn't directly refer to that. It just goes straight to the Haftorah. Vayimi de Chodesh bechadshow. Okay, which is right, which is what we do. Right, Hashemayin Kisi, which has which has that passage of every Chodesh bechadshow. You know, it should be mentioned that in the Nevi'im the idea of Rosh Chodesh is a Chag. We mentioned this last time when the Gemara said, "Why do you have four aliyot on?" Rosh Chodesh, and one bright dust said because it was a little bit of a Isur Malacha, which was very strange. You know, we quoted the Medrash about the women and so on. But anyway, the other bright, the other bright gave a different reason for that. But Rosh Chodesh, certainly in the time of the Nevi'im, was a more widely celebrated type of a of a Chag. You know, um, like you have, you know, Madua Atolechate Lav Hayom Lo Chodesh Shabbat Shabbat Chachechem Umoradechem Sananachid, which we just had, right? So here, Yehim to be Yadim Day Chodesh B'Chachel, Day Shabbat B'Shabbat. So the idea of Chodesh with Shabbat. Karom Mikra, you know, the idea that Chodesh was a regular time of a holiday and celebration um, is clear in the Nevi'im, although we really have lost that in terms of our, you know, our practice. So then, anyway, here this idea, Midei Chodesh B'chacho, Midei Shabbat B'shabato, speaks, doesn't just mention Chodesh, but it speaks to the weight of Rosh Chodesh as a type of a Chag. Okay, is when people gather, you know, together to pray, um, to, to worship God. Okay, so that's what we read at the Haftar on Rosh Chodesh. The Chag B'shabat, if Rosh Chodesh could fall down on a Sunday, so we read the Machar Chodesh. It doesn't say what you do when it's a two-day Rosh Chodesh, which there are different practices, right? Some do just... just uh, Hashemayim um, Kisi some actually read the one Pasuk of Machar Chodesh as well yes. and the reason why in Shabbat Cholmor we're doing Re'eh at Amir Eli because the end of it is talking about the Regalim correct I just want to start from earlier just to get more relevant. I believe so yes let's go back to the process of this common practice change kind of went into the Gemara because it's clear that there's the Gemara is Sure. You know, there's a, a Mishnahic statement, and then the Gemara. Mm-hmm. Right. And one of the first ones is uh, what the Bible says: the Ha'idna Nahu Galma. So it's built right in. Yeah, I was mentioning yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. I was mentioning but, but, that. But the, but the Gemara itself kind of takes away for that. I know. I know. That's what I was saying. That the phrasing in the Gemara is not just a different psak. It's that it exactly as you said. That Idna Nahu Galma. Right. A nowadays B means things change, and B no Galma. They're changing not because of some edict. They're changing because. The practices have changed. So it is very strange, and we're about to turn the page and see another Tosfos that completely accepts it. So it's not, I'm saying it's not strange at all, because the Gemara has... Kind of no, it's not strange that we've changed. It's strange that Tosfos has a problem with it. That's what I'm saying. Why is Tosfos all up in arms? Who allowed Rabbeinu High to change what was in the Gemara? No the, pra- no, the fact that it's different isn't the problem. The problem is that Tosfos is up in arms about it. All right, let's take a look. Amar Rabuna says Rabuna. Um... Rosh Chodesh Shabbos. If Rosh Chodesh falls out on Shabbat, 
Mafterinan Chachechem Umoadechem Sananachi Hayu Alay Latorah Because that's Chachech Because that's about Rosh Chodesh Chachechem And Sananachi And it's about You know The uh, castigating the people And uh, the impending doom um, And therefore you would read that on Shabbat Of course what, what, what part is that part of? It's part of Chazor Right? Chazor Yishayel Ben Amos We don't read it odd Exactly So we'll look at that Tosos in a minute Which recognizes that things do change Hayu Alay Latorah My Hayu Alay Latorah Now a little agadic what does it mean that they were a burden to me? It's not enough that they sin. They make me have to now go out to all this effort to figure out what's the proper punishment. <laughs> That's fascinating. Anyway, okay, so you've given me all this service. What do you say on Tishabav itself? Interesting, completely skips over the Shabbos preceding Tishabav. Yeah. Only has a special kriya for Shabbos Rosh Chodesh. It's the day itself has weight because it's Rosh Chodesh. Does not have, does not have a, yes, 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 does not have a specific idea of the Shabbos preceding Tishabav. So my Mifterina on Tishabav, Amarav Echai Tal um, which is also um, from Yeshayahu, from um, from from Chazor. Yeah. So where are you? It's a very it's from the same section. Mikra yeah. Mai, what, what what do we read in for the Kriya? Tanya Chemo means by the brachas and kolos in. Um, in uh, the Chukosai, because again, we mentioned that before, on Taniyot you do brachos and kolos, which is not what we do on Taniyot. But basically, look, this is the consequence of your sins. Because it's about the Meraglim, because Tishabab is the Meraglim. Which is also the Meraglim. So that at least making it a little bit more linking it in a particular narrative, which we've seen before, the desire to link it in a narrative. Nowadays, no gama lemikri kitoli banim banim, right? Which is about when you're go, when you're go, about punishment for sin, but more specifically about exile from the land, and it's certainly not as harsh as the whole brachos and kolos, and that's the reading we do. Masterinon asof asifem, right? Which is also about a um, you know about sort of a very a bleak vision of what it looks like, you know, what the exile and the destruction of the land will look like in the wake of the exile. That is our practice. But of course, the interesting thing is, this does not have the three of Puranios and the seven of Nechemta, and it doesn't have Chazon, and it doesn't have Nachamu. So take a look at Tosfos. Rosh Chodeshav Shechaliyos Veshad. It says, Reina Nosin came. We don't do this. Elamaster Beyirmiya. The Shabbos that sort of, you know, assuming that it's, uh, that it's before the Shabbos, before Tisha B'Av. We do the we do from Yirmiyah Shimud Var Hashem. With Shabbos Kelisnei Tisha B'Av, the one immediately preceding Tisha B'Av, Chazon Yeshayahu. Yatam. How do we explain why we do different than Gemara? Lefish Anu Nogi Mafia Psikta. Now here maybe you feel oh it's okay to change from the Gemara because we've got another source, the Psikta. Loma the Gimel the Puranias Kodem Tisha B'Av to say the three of Puranias. So Eloheim Divrei Yirmiyahu Shimud Var Hashem and Chazon Yeshayahu. And after Tishbab, the seven Haftarot of Nechama, the Tarchi de Tiyufta and the two of Teshuvah. So what are those? Eloheim. Nachamu, Nachamu, Vatomer Tzion, Aniyah, Sora, Levada, meaning with whatever, Anochi, Anochi, Raniyah, Kara, Kuvi, Ovi, Kivarech, Sosasis, and those are the seven of Nechama, and then Yeshua, Shem, Behimatso, and Shuvah, Yisrael, which is Shabbat Shuvah. Okay? 
And then he goes on and then he says, the Seda Zemachil Pincha, da 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 da. And he goes on like, and he goes on with the details. Um, about how it works out when there's a Shabbos between Yom Kippur and, and Sukkot, etc. Now if you keep on looking, he says, the line starts, Lo Yishtanel Le'olam. It's, I don't know where to tell you it is. About 20 lines down in the linear line. Vizeminag Lo Yishtanel Le'olam, Apia Psikta. We do it based on the psikta, so maybe he's happier with this change because at least it has a literary source mm-hmm. as opposed to the other one that does not. V'chein pirish l'benu tan, v'lo k'divei rav ha'chovel, whoever that was, ho'feich l'mivabel l'mashuva k'adam kippur v'tos asis, etc., etc. Okay, and then he goes on with uh, various types, you know, with various related discussions. But anyway, what's fascinating is... Um, um, oh, and I'll tell you one other thing he has at the end. He says like this: V'chein pirish haravalazmi mitz u'v'chein anu mafdirin chimud varshem. V'chein anu nogi alpim seches tosofrim shanu karin. The last two lines here: Vayichal b'taniyot u'b'masnisin aminet shekarin barachas v'kvalot. Okay, so there's another major change, right? What do we read on Tanis? We read Vayichal. The mission says Rachel and Kvalot. So here Tosus acknowledges some significant changes, but he's more at peace with them because he has a literary source. Sofrim, Sikta, as opposed to just Stam saying the practice has evolved, which the Gemara accepts, but Tosus at least wants there to be some type of a literary source, you know, um, that gives authority to that type of a change. Since, anyway, but the Gemara does not know about the three preceding Tisha B'Av. It does not know the Shevz and the Chemsa, but that is our practice. Since we're talking about mnemonics, I'll just tell you a mnemonic about the Shevz and the which is, um, which is to remember, to remember what we do, right? So it's Nachamu Nachamu Ami, right? That's so, Amar Lokechem. So God is speaking to the Nevi'im and says, give them the Chama. So the Nevi'im answer and they say, Aniyasara Lonu Chama. The, the, the Yisrael is not referred to Rishet Nechama because you're telling because you're not doing it yourself. You want us to be your messengers. They want to hear it straight from you. So then the response is right. An, uh, what's the response? Anochi Anochi Huminalchem Side. I'll do it myself. Oh, you'll do it yourself. Then Rania Karad. Now she's very happy. So Sasis Pashem Kumiori Kivarech, etc. All right. Anyway, so that is not in the Gemara. Again, what's interesting is Tosos is very bothered when there's a change with our written source. He's happier when there's a change with a written source, but these things are definitely not fixed and have undergone some change and fluidity. Yes. Yes. I'd have to check the psikta, but that is what he said. And then, yeah, in the middle, in the middle of Tosos has some very strange thing about how you might wind up saying Shuva after, after Yom Kippur, between Yom Kippur and Sukkot. So some of the practice that Tosos Rex said there is certainly different from our practices. Okay, let's get back to the Gemara. Okay, okay, back to the, now the next section will be, uh, go pretty quickly. We've seen it before. There's one point where, yeah, the, the Spartan actually. Yes. What I understand, like, uh, before, especially before Tisha like, I think a Mincha, I think. Yeah. I went to check a Moscow. We actually read the, uh, the Parsha of, um, the, 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 on a different rotation when the Lekoaniman uh, rotation in the base of Mikdash and they gather together and they fast and they read from Masabratius you know representing sort of the people's connection to the Korbanot that are being brought um, this is every single week so Minani Mili where do they get this from did they read from Masabratius Amravami Yamali Mamados when he's come with Shemayim Baretz if it weren't for the Mamados the heavens and earth would not continue Shenemar Imobisi Yamam Balayla Chukos Shemayim Baretz Lo Samti if we're not for my covenant day and night the, uh, the, um, the laws of heaven and earth I would not have placed the Xiv. okay so now what does Bikin mean often the Gemara says that Bikin means Torah 
But here, it's understanding Britim meaning Korbanot, because they are representing the people's connection to the Korbanot. So the Korbanot keep the heavens and earth, you know, in their place and spinning on their axis. Um, and therefore, these people that are, repre- are connecting us to the Korbanot, they're reading Masab because that's what is sustaining the acts of creation. What will I know that I will inherit the land? Master of the universe. How do I know? Avram wasn't, of course, doubting God's promise. He was doubting the ability to remain worthy of God's promise. The children will sin, and you'll punish them, like the uh, generation of the flood and of the uh, dispersion. What? No, I won't do it. I'm going to listen to the master of the universe. So, how will I know? Now, again, the Gemara's not reading this as, you know, how I know you're telling me the truth, but what is going to make sure that that's not going to happen? Like, what are they going to do to merit that? I'm So, God said to him, The Korbanot will do it. The bringing of the Korbanot will keep them in my favor. I'm in front of God. Avram said to God, of the universe. But what if there's no temple? I've given them the order of the Korbanos, the verses, where they read the Korbanos. It's like they and I forgive all of their sins. Now, in a way, it's a little funny because this is being brought to support why we read Masa Gracious, but not why we read the Korbanos. But think about it. When we're reading Masa Gracious, it's these Mansheh, so the Korbanot are keeping things going. When there's no right based on Mikdash, what have we just been hearing? What do we read on the Moadim? We read the Korbanot. So in a way, it sort of ties back into the earlier discussion of reading the Korbanot. But interesting, the Sukhinda talks about Eretz Yisrael, but Ma'idaki Irashena, the Gemara is much more globalizing it. What will keep the people alive? What will keep sort of everything going? Dor HaMabu. What happened to Dor HaMabu? It destroyed the whole world. So the Gemara is making it a much more cosmic type of an issue, and that's sustained through the Korbanot or the virtual Korbanot. Yes? There was a very similar passage to this in... Yes. Yes, that's what I said. We saw this when we dealt with Mama. Are there any differences between this and this? Um, I think yeah, I think this one might be a little bit longer. I don't know. Okay, the Taniyot brachos and kalot. we read brachos and kalot. We've already heard Zantosos that we actually read by Yechal Moshe, which is much nicer to read about a passage about God forgiving our sins rather than one about the punishment of the sins. And you do not interrupt the kalot. You do not make an aliyah and divide it into two. Minani mili. Where do you know this from? that you don't divide it. Musar Do not despise my Musar. So if you break it up, it's like, it's maybe saying like, oh, you know, you got to end it in the middle. Of course, uh, it's the op- often we think the opposite. You read it in one aliyah to get done with it, so you don't have to stretch it out. Okay. You don't want to make a bracha, birchas Torah, right, right before and after the, uh, the, all this bad stuff. You know, you don't want to say, although, but okay, but you don't want to make a bracha directly over it. Of course, by the way, this reflects the practice of when each ola was making the bracha before and after, right? If you only made it at the beginning and at the end, okay. So anyway, what do you do? When you begin, you begin a pasuk before. Tozus points out not one pasuk before, because again, you don't leave less than three psukim at the end of a parsha or whatever. Anyway, you start a few psukim before. And when you finish, you go a psukim, you know, one, or two, you know, one pasuk or a few psukim after, so the brachos are immediately juxtaposed not to the klala, but to the psukim that precede or follow the klala. Okay. Um... 
This idea that you don't interrupt is only the curses that are in, you know, in Vayikra. Uh, the ones that are in Mishnah Torah and Kitavo, so posek, that you are allowed to interrupt. Those are not seen as harsh, and therefore you're allowed to interrupt. Why are they not as, as harsh? They are longer, but my time, Halolubaloshan Rabbi Mamurot, the ones in Vayikra are in the plural. So it suggests all the people are sinning. And God is speaking. God says, I, God, will punish you. So they're very harsh. It's all the people and it's all God doing it. Um, okay. Those that are in Kitavo is, uh, what's the Psukim in Kitavo? It's, it's the Lashon Yachid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, um, uh, yeah. It says, not Tishma'un. Right? Yishach Hashem Becha, not Bechem. Becha, Becha, Becha. Yachicha Hashem. So it's singular. It doesn't suggest the whole people. And, um, he's talking in his own voice he, now of course doesn't mean he made it up you look at Tosos two words Tosos I don't know if there's a shorter Tosos on Shas so we're not suggesting he's making it up but he's talking in his own voice God will do this anyway it's less harsh for Moshe to say God will do this and for God to say this is what I'm going to do to you so somehow because it's less harsh it's more acceptable to break it up Levi Barbuti Hayakari the Kamigam game Kamei Zerafuna. So Levi Barbuti was reading, and he was like, you know, Megam game. He was like hesitating. He was reading it. Rashi says, if you look at Rashi, it's exactly the way we read it. Rashi says Megam game. Rashi says Kara son Bimrutsa Ubekoshi. Well, we tend to read it Bimrutsa very fast, but like you know, and he was like having a hard time getting it out. I don't know how you do both do it fast and have a hard time getting it out. Anyway, but okay, clearly he was very discomforted by reading it. Drahuna the Arure in the in the Qualos. Amarlo, Rafuna said to him, Achanapshika, like do what you want. Like, you know, don't bother uh, um, you know, if you want to interrupt, you don't want to re- be reading this, interrupt. You know, make a you know you know do do a half you know get do break up the aliyah. Lo shanu close shabatoskanim of shabamishan torah postate. This idea of not interrupting is only in Tarskanim. Here you can interrupt. Again, not exactly clear how interrupting would have solved his problem, but okay. Anyway, Tanya, we turn to Bryce. Maybe he just needed a breather, like it was weighing very heavily on him. So you want to make up sucker, do another aliyah, fine. What? He could have looked at the truck. Oh, maybe that was the problem. I don't think that was the issue. Uh, although, interestingly, I'll read you a Tosos. We'll end with a Tosos. I'll read you. Tanya, Shimon Lezer Omer, Ezra Tikin Lam Yisrael Shukarim Kolos Shepetaros Kahanim Kodem Atzeres that we would get to and this roughly falls out we'd get to the the end of Ayikra right around Shavuot's time only in the one year cycle right that's a good point and oh, and the end uh, and the kitavo before Rosh Hashanah the close in kitavo my time of why let all the curses of the year be done with okay so get done with the close before you get to Rosh Hashanah okay that's the end of the year might as well mention it now and wrap that you know whatever and be done with it don't mention it early mention it at the very end and then be done with it because the year is about to end. What do you mean by before Shavuos end the year? Since when is Shavuos the beginning of a year? And yes, we talked about that there's a judging of the fruit. 
So, and the previous year of fruit beforehand, and mention the cost, and then start the new year fresh. And by the way, Tosus points out, we do it so that these kolos are at least one Shabbos before the Shabbos, before Rosh Hashanah or before Shavuot, so that you actually, you know, enter into the new year on a positive note. You don't juxtapose the kolos with the new year. I'll end today by reading, Dov, you'll appreciate this. Any Balkari would appreciate this. So, Tosus at the end of Close Shepatoros Kohanim, he says, uh, the very end, Yilamdenu, two lines from the bottom, quoting another sort of literary source about the Kriya, two lines from the bottom of the Dakir, uh, in Tosus, Aparshat Yisro, Ainon Amashai, we quote Torah, Ache Yaskir Haparsha Gimopamin. You're not allowed to read, be, be a Baltore until you practice it three times. Shinamar, O Azeevi Yisparach Chakrava Hichina. So you have to prepare three times. But I thought you'd find that interesting that Tosos even said you have to practice three times before you can be a Balkar, right? What? Yeah, exactly. Okay. See you tomorrow as we wrap up Masechet Nigilah.